0: Hey everybody! We're back with another Bald Move TV. This time we're 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 doing a little bit things a little different. It's it's a fusion style. It's Bald Movies, Bald Move TV, worlds colliding because la- this week uh, some some intrepid person on the internet sh- shaved down 60 hours worth of Breaking Bad into just over a two-hour movie and i saw it uh obviously huge breaking bad fan uh, how bald move kind of made its bones in the 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 villa the villa ghoul uh uh universe and i've got some co-hosts joining me uh, eric walquist from seattle shane bowman from atlanta uh shane you've been on our podcast quite a bit you are the proprietor of the heisenberg chronicles which
1: is (laughs) dot (laughs) com.
0: The the world's foremost site for all things Villigan, right? Anything about Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul is going to break on your site.
1: Correct. It's going to be on there. Uh, every day I post probably 10 to 15 different things about that universe every fa- I mean, single day. I mean, fan
0: art, news articles, podcasts, it's all fa- fair game. Yep. Uh, and Eric, you are, have been a bald move host for a long, long time. Uh, I'm yeah, sure people know you from personal arrogance and then direct and Gotham and various other projects you've done. What is your relationship to the, the uh, Vince Gilligan's
2: uh, Breaking Bad universe? Well, I would say that Breaking Bad is the best show that's ever been made. All right. Um, I, I love Breaking Bad a ton and I actually didn't even watch it when you guys started your Breaking Bad coverage. Uh, I caught up to it in like season four which gave me the luxury of watching seasons one through three on netflix Mm -hmm. and binging them which Mm -hmm. i feel like is an excellent way to watch this series indeed um but uh but yeah i i I just love the show and uh on the same note i i think that better call saul is probably the best show on television right now as well so i'm a big villigan fan so
0: if you want to watch this movie, it's a little tricky because as you would imagine, Sony was probably, I don't know if they were happy or not, but they are almost obligated in a fiduciary sense to try to pull this thing off of the internet. And they've largely succeeded from scrubbing it. Uh, you'd have to go to uh, the Bay of Pirates or the the the, the reactor of Torrance, uh, something along those lines to get it nowadays. Um, uh, you know the Breaking Bad movie is what it's called but um, they have a website they do when what is the yeah, website
1: it's called bbthemovie.com BB so so you go ahead you no. can learn a little bit about the it's two guys um, in France they're both actual directors and uh, there's a really great article on vanityfair.com they were the only ones who actually got a kind of over the email interview with these guys uh Morrison,
0: Morriston and Lucas Stoll oh wow and they're using the real names in there so they're not yeah, really they're afraid of pers- the real names and, they're not afraid of uh, prosecution apparently
1: yeah no I mean and they did a you know link here and go by the you know box set and all that nonsense but yeah they've kind of come out out of the hiding because when they first released it on Vimeo they really hid their identity
0: mm-hmm. okay well yeah I, I think it's interesting um because i didn't feel any guilt about you know pirating this particular movie i own i've got like a, nine different legal means to watch the breaking but, like i've got the set they got the set it's on netflix it's on amazon i mean like i i've i've got the the legal right to watch it six ways from sunday so a subset of it i i didn't i didn't have a problem with um have you heard any official reaction, like has Vince Gilligan or Peter Gould said anything Shane about their reaction to seeing this?
1: I, I haven't heard anybody through the, through the show channels, but I also know that they're hard at work on finishing a Better Call Saul, so they probably don't. Give one probably. rat's ass about this. Yeah, it's uh, it's, pro- it's probably something they'll watch in maybe a month or two when they're done with yeah. Better
0: Call. Because I I, I thought it was interesting it. that Vince Gilligan he just did a um a Reddit AMA yesterday and yep. I was kinda surprised that um that wasn't asked and, and answered. Like if you're aware of it and, and all that and um but
2: anyway. Um Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Vince would be totally fine with this i think so I mean, too just he seems to really love the community that's grown up around breaking bad and yes yeah I, I don't think that he would be like i i don't think he could maybe publicly endorse something like this oh, due to legal right. reasons and whatnot right. but i i don't think he you know from what his public persona is he doesn't project that 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 uh that he would not like something like this i think he'd eat it up actually right well, you know who's most likely from
1: the show to watch
2: this is Peter Gould,
1: right? He's a he was prior to the show a professor at film school and he is a he's kind of the known student of film in their group. So I I could see Peter Gould being the first one to, you know, give it a blessing to other people on the
0: team to watch it or not. Um so let's talk I guess this sp- specifics um, I want to go around real quick and get everyone's reaction to like what they thought as far as the merits of the project and maybe start with Eric. What did you, sure. what, you know, after, you know, being see- seeing Breaking Bad, uh, seeing this, this movie, what was your reaction to it? Did you, do you think it stands on its own? Uh, do you think that a person not new to Breaking Bad? But, and by the way, this spoilers for everything, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. It's it's going to be hard not to spoil the the entire and, and if you haven't seen it by now, what the hell's wrong with you? Don't see this movie. Go go watch <laughs> yeah. all five seasons and two seasons of Break a Better Call Saul. Then watch the movie and you can join the discussion. But how how did you th- think it held together or stood? How, what, judge its kind of worthiness briefly as a project.
2: Yeah, well, as you know, Aaron, I am a big uh, movie aficionado. I am the host of the Direct Podcast, yep. so. My word goes very far <laughs> in, these, in these parts. Uh, what I would say is that I don't think that it holds up as a movie at all. Yeah. Um, I feel like if if you were brand new to Breaking Bad and you watch this, you might walk away saying, what's all the hype about? Or like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Yeah, they they leave out so much of the show. And so, but but at the same time, so, while I don't think it holds together as a movie on its own, I got a, a huge kick out of watching it. Being a huge Breaking Bad fan, it was just an awesome way to go back and see all those performances. See Brian Cranston mm-hmm. uh, as Walter White again was really good. See, see uh, uh, his name's Dean Norris, right? Yep. Um, as, as Walt's brother in law. Like, just see those performances once again. I, I thought it was just really, really great fan service. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, as a movie, does not hold up on its own. Uh, Shane, what's
0: your opinion?
1: Totally agree. I mean, I, I tried to keep an open mind, just like when I watched uh, Metastasis or Metastasis mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call right. the Univision, Colombian version of Breaking Bad, yep. right? I tried to keep an open mind while I was watching this, but really the way this is edited, this is basically Walt's journey, right? Right. And Vince a hundred times over said, this is the story from of Mr. Chips, a guy changing from Mr. Chips to Scarface, that transformation. And to me, the success of this project rides or dies on their ability to communicate that transformation. And... I I don't really think that transformation story holds as a through line here in this movie. And that's its core problem. Hmm. Because it really doesn't matter whether Skinny Pete is in the movie or the Salamanca cousins are there or Face Off is there or any of those things that they cut out. And they cut out a huge amount. But if Walt's story holds together, then this could be successful. And frankly, it doesn't hold together. I mean, there's absolutely no nuance, no flavor, no nothing around the transformation. It's just sort of jumps in time. Yeah. And so there's no authenticity to the transformation. So thus, you don't feel the ascendance, and you don't feel the authenticity of his fall. And to me, this this project rides or dies on that.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I... I agree. I feel like this is very analogous to David Lynch's Dune in that if you are familiar <laughs> with the source material, it's kind of righteous. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are not, you're you're left bewildered and confused, and characters are orphaned and they pop up and then they 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 submarine and they come back later, and it's very hard to see where it's all going. But I also agree with Eric because it's been I have not rewatched season four and five since we covered it. And wow. in particular, in particular seeing how great Dean Norris was in some of those moments, like the yeah. the, the, the speech he gave about hunting monsters, uh, the speech where he confronts uh, 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 Walt, uh, his reaction, him and Betsy Brandt's reaction to watching the blackmail DVD. Like I, it's not that I forgot the moments, but I guess I forgot how good he was. Because you always remember... Uh, you know, I always remember Aaron Paul, you always remember Brian Cranston and uh, Giancarlo Esposito as Gus. Um, but that, uh, like a particular Dean Norris, I thought he he came off really good. Um, and I guess I was really confused because I was kind of excited when I saw that they were going to dispense with crazy eight and Tuco. They're like, oh wow, they're gonna like you know concentrate and tell a really tight story about you know the the duel between uh, you know Gus and Walt, but they didn't really. And I'm nope. like, okay, well maybe they're gonna make this all about like Hank and Walt, but they also didn't really sell that. It just <laughs> it did play, it did feel like a, a greatest hits or a clips episode more than it did a true standalone movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, but but so I I i get it and don't get me wrong i haven't seen breaking bad in this calendar year and i've watched this show in its entirety every year since it came out so it did make me succeed in making me want to watch it all over again (laughs)
0: sure sure and
1: and if that's what comes out of you watching this then that's fantastic but it doesn't even serve up a greatest hits dude
2: You know, there is no
1: I am the danger speech. Sure. Stay out of my territory. Right. I mean, there's almost all of Walt's classic moments don't exist here either.
0: Victor's throat slit. I thought right. sure yeah. that they would sell that as the day, you know, but, but it's like Gus's danger was very theoretical <laughs> in this, this whole proceeding. So let's get, let's, let's talk and let's take turns uh, before we go on the parts where they might've missed. I want to talk about the things we thought that they, we, 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 we thought that w- that did work. Cause I don't think again, mm-hmm. it hangs together, but I think there's like three or four parts that kind of do. And I was thinking like seeing like, if we could go around and talk okay. about the parts that actually worked is, is yeah. Shane, do you want to start us off? Sure.
1: Uh, So I kind of made a note to myself of how they were breaking down this two-hour movie. Like, how is the show cut up into this two hours? And basically, season one through Vomino's Pest, which is like 503, right? Mm -hmm. That is the first hour Mm -hmm. of the film. So they took four seasons and compressed that into the first hour. Right. The second hour, the first ten minutes is first half of of season five.
0: Uh-huh. So
1: the last forty five minutes, which in my opinion is the most successful part of this, yep. is only eight episodes. Right. So they took eight episodes and condensed that story into forty five minutes. And that to me is the part that works the best. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that you get to feel the Dean, uh, the Dean Norris, Brian Cranston confrontation in the garage and uh-huh. you get confession and you get all those great beats out of 5B. And then uh, and those are fantastic. And then you get slapped in the face because Uncle Jack and and uh, <laughs> and Todd show up out of nowhere. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, but the, those are still classic moments out of Five B, and that's what worked the best for me. What about you, Eric?
2: Well, I I would actually kind of um, say the opposite of that. What worked best for me in this whole movie was the beginning, up to the first cook in the Winnebago. I felt like the whole beginning of it was actually really good. I liked seeing him in the classroom. I liked uh, the cancer diagnosis. I like how they kind of handled all of that once it goes into that because they turned it into a like this weird montage yeah uh when they started cooking and then that was when it started getting really disjointed for me i will say i thought it was really interesting because you know the moment when hank's sitting on the toilet and he reads the walt whitman book yeah um and and he you know connects the dots on on who heisenberg is uh, that moment, I paused it during that moment, and it was like halfway through the movie. Mm-hmm. So it really is. I mean, this they, right. they definitely made this movie about Hank versus Walter. And I guess the thing that's most successful for me in this is that throughout Breaking Bad, I was always... I always fell into that Walt apologist camp, right? which I know know that Aaron, you know, you made the flip at some point and you saw Walt as the villain. Mm -hmm. I never I was always rooting for Walt. A lot of people Um, did. Yeah. And the thing that this movie does effectively is Mm. that it it took that away. Mm. It really does paint Walt as the villain and as kind of an irredeemable monster and not to say that he isn't an irredeemable monster but i will by the time i finished watching the movie i had a much different view of walt than i did watching the series because you don't see the nuances so much in the movie you don't see his interactions with his son as much you don't see uh you know there's just a lot of it that's that's left out and they just kind of leave the the worst walt parts in there um although you know they leave out poisoning the child a lot of things that walt does um but yeah, I think effectively, I really liked the beginning, and then I thought that it was surprising to me that uh, my perception of Walt did change after watching this two-hour film. Interesting, because hmm. you're right, because I, I, I would
0: consider this almost a sanitized Walt apologist take on this, because they did <laughs> a lot of his greatest atrocities, the prison massacre, poisoning a child, oh, yeah. stealing his, his... Kidnapping his child, like, all those things were yeah. uh, put out. Uh, but they did... <laughs> They did sell that final knife fight with Skyler, and that scene of mm-hmm. like you know Walt yeah. Junior hovering protectively over his mother, and how just scared everybody was. Like I thought that was pretty good. Um, I yeah. want to talk about the movification real mm-hmm. quick. I I really liked the credit sequence. I thought that felt like it gave it a, like a big like like I got really excited when they you know and they're cutting and everybody's kind of like recognizable uniforms over their names. And is it just me, or did they do some kind of filter that made it look slightly more cinematic? Like, like, did they? It's like, like, almost like they added a little grain, or maybe washed out the color to give it a little bit like of a, a Fincher vibe. Is that possible, or am I just
2: crazy? I think that they kind of took what uh, what the original Breaking Bad opening title sequence was, which is a really cool abstract sequence, uh-huh. um, and then they just kind of grindhoused it a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they I think mm-hmm. they made it a little more grindhousey. I liked the intro as well. I wasn't a huge fan of the font that they used. Mm. Um and then the the main thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way was that the font wasn't distressed like the backgrounds were. Mm, right. Which made the font really stand out and look like it was just kind of plastered on there. But Sheep, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, it's a couple dudes in France, you know. Um and that this is this is their creative output in this. Everything else is just cut and paste right so um so you know I, right. I, I was i was okay with that opening title sequence but i, I it wasn't like i wasn't over the moon about it the,
0: the well, thing you know
2: on, on heisenberg chronicles
1: one of the one of the kind of core drivers of new breaking bad content showing up on the internet is student school projects mm. and i cannot tell you how many i probably have a couple hundred on the Chronicles. Uh, different versions or takes on the opening credit sequence and this one actually i thought was pretty successful the typography was bad it wasn't right but as a kind of tone setting thing and it is my favorite version of dave porter's
0: yes theme yes that's
1: playing underneath it all Uh i love that part of it i thought that was really really nice
0: especially since the the costuming was such a big part of the feel that I felt like reducing the characters right. down to that was felt very appropriate. Um, yeah, it's very clever. I, I also the thing. So if I want to talk about just plot points, I, what I was impressed is I thought they captured very well the rise, fall, and redemption of Skylar. Like I thought mm. that they hit mm-hmm. all of those beats. The you know the betrayal of him refusing to get the cancer the gradual dawning of her husband being a drug lord the then you know resigned complicity of laundering the money then the you know broken promise of being out and the real danger to the family and then you know she ultimately picks up the knife and, and they had also the, the beat from uh, felina where you know he she right. gives her five minutes i actually was extremely impressed like she probably what got 10 minutes total of this movie Mm
2: -hmm. but i thought they
0: hit all of those character beats and told kind of in a very compressed form the 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 entire story of skylar um and i i thought that that she might have been the character that came away with the most of her character
2: beats and integrity intact yeah, I agree. I think I think that Skyler uh, you know, I was I was also in the camp that I was not a big fan of Skyler, which yeah. I know is a popular opinion sure. uh amongst Breaking Bad uh fans, but um I think that that was really part of the reason why I walked away with this with such a negative view of Walt is that I really empathize with Skyler in this uh, version. Um that final scene I, you know it's it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire series and i feel like it's the mm-hmm. i feel like it's a climactic arc for walt's character when he walks in to that you know project housing that skyler is now living in right and that moment when he says i did it for me like that moment is like a very cathartic moment for for walt's character and god i felt so fucking bad for skyler yeah in that scenario i was just like you had it all, like, you know, you had the nice house with the swimming pool and everything. No, and, he, yeah, he, blew, um, he burned that family down. He did. He burned them to the fucking ground. And I, and uh, and so I really did. I empathized with Skylar in this version in a way that I didn't. So maybe it was just the, the lack of screen time, or maybe it was the stuff they left on the cutting room floor, or I don't know what. But I felt a level of sympathy... Uh, or empathy for Skylar at the end that I that I did not feel when the series ended. Uh, any other parts, Shane? You want to talk about that work particularly well?
1: No, I'm. I, I second your point about Skylar because I too also think this was probably the most successful part of this effort. Completely was because she's the only secondary character that actually has any nuance to her. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of get the complete arc of her story throughout Breaking Bad. And, you know, maybe it's more successful here because there's less of the needling of Walt and the pulling of Walt back down to the grounded reality that he did not want to accept. Right. Right? That's what people so often complained about was Skylar. And I was a Skylar apologist throughout the run of Breaking Bad. I empathized with her greatly because she basically was married to an infant. Uh And and, uh, she's like, hey, you know, you've got me and your son and your daughter and these responsibilities. And why don't you man up and do the right thing? And his idea of manning up and doing the right thing, of course, was something entirely different. (laughs) And that's it's probably the one thing I actually appreciated most about this movie.
0: I I do think 90 percent of people's problem with Skylar comes from the first season. And well, and then, you know, the IFT, which I thought was pretty justified. But skipping all that does make her seem a lot more uh, understandable. Uh, uh, How about you, Eric? Any other? Because I've got a couple other
2: things I thought were positive. So if you guys have run Um, out, (laughs) let me know. yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in terms of positives, like I said, it's just really watchable for a Breaking Bad fan. And there's a lot of awesome TV out there. And well as much as I'd like to go back and watch the entire series of Breaking Bad, I, it's hard to justify with the amount of good television that I haven't yet seen.
0: Right. So mm. and another thing people are always surprised like when they find out that I haven't watched four, season 4 or 5 since it aired and I'm like yeah. I watched those episodes 3 <laughs> f- sometimes 4 maybe once or twice 5 times and spent hours yeah. talking about it. So it's like I, 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 they're still kind of like burned into my, <laughs> burned into my retinas to some, uh, somewhat. And I, I do think it's like, like I'm just now getting around to rewatching The Wire in High Def. Like Breaking Bad's yeah. time will come. Um, and you know, I, I'm feeling shame here. Like this movie did give me an appetite to go back, if nothing else, watch seasons. Cause I just did uh, episode, uh, season one through three last year on a podcast, maybe the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely four and five. Uh, yeah. Because man, there's some incredible moments. Um, the other thing I thought worked really well is the first, how they blended the first cooking montage with a montage of him stealing supplies from the high school and undergoing cancer treatment. I thought that was a great way to almost like in, in, tell the tell the story of season one, minus yeah. crazy eight minus Tuco. Um, but it told you everything you need to know about season one, and I thought that worked really well. And that led me to my other point, which is I was very, very glad that they had three solid cooking montages because that's one yep. of the mm-hmm. that's one of the things I think Breaking Bad is if, if, when I think about it. Like if 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 it's the performances first, the second are just like these almost joyful how stuff is made set to awesome pop pop, you know, uh, culture music, uh, montages of, of, of Walt doing the thing he loves, the chemistry. And I'm glad that they, like if they hadn't got three of those in there, I would have felt like they just missed the soul of the show.
1: Yeah. But I, you know, I, I do appreciate that first one It's basically the four days out montage Mm -hmm. plus. Right. Um, and it, it's an excellent, Example of time compression, but the thing I don't like about them is that it's time compression and cooking montage. So they're 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 two. The two objectives are fighting each other for me in these montages. Hmm. You can't have both. And the first one I thought was the more successful of them, but the Vomino's Pest one, and the later one uh, with Gale. Right, that's the other montage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those are more purely cooking montages, Um, right? But you know, I mean, that is the heart, one of the you know signatures of the show. So at at least they, at least they had those to your point. But there's so many other signatures of this show that are missing that. Can we branch into that? This is now the time? Yeah. So to talk I, I'm, about I'm, the things I I've, I've shot. Missed. I've
0: shot my positive positive wad. It's time to get the long knives out uh, because I do feel like <laughs> okay. I do feel like they wasted time in some instances. Um yes. And I I couldn't figure out. So let's talk about where do they really miss an adaptation and and also keep in mind that. You can't blow this out more than two hours, or you're not respecting the spirit of the film. So, like when you when you talk about things they miss, like what, like like maybe suggest cuts that would have made. I you know, think we're trying to balance the budget here, right? If mm-hmm. if you suggest yeah. something well, that needs to come in, what needs to come out?
2: What can I can I jump in here? Do it because I felt like the biggest miss on this movie is Jesse. <laughs> like Jesse is barely in the mo- movie at all. Yeah, right, and like. What whereas Walt is the Luke Skywalker of this story, Jesse's the R two D two. Like you need just Jesse to be there because he is the the kind of through story. Um, I mean, for me, the whole climax of this entire series is that moment when Jesse is in the El Camino escaping the you know white supremacist camp. Right. And when he's like got that laughing, crying thing going on, mm-hmm. like that was the moment in the series of like Jesse's freedom from Walt as, as the triumphant moment of the series. Mm-hmm. And while they include it in the movie, uh, you know, Jesse's not the, the, buildup isn't there. You don't get that nuance of what Walt did to Jesse. Right. Um, you know, they include Gail's murder uh, but they don't include all of the other stuff that pushed Jesse over the edge. They don't include, like I said, the poisoning of the child. They don't include uh, Jesse's meth binge that he goes on. Jane. Um, Jane. They don't include Jane. They don't include the kid getting shot out at the um, at the uh, train heist. Right. Like, all of the things that kept on driving, uh, you know, Jesse to insanity, it just isn't there. And I feel like, that's a huge miss. And that's what I think is like, you know, yes, this series did a great job of showing kind of Walt's family dynamic. We've talked about the, the way that mm-hmm. Hank was highlighted. We talked the way the, about the way Skyler was highlighted and that family dynamic is cool. But the interesting thing about this series, I think the most interesting thing about the series is that relationship between Walt and Jesse. And it just was not there. So if I were to recut this, the thing I would I would just basically shift the entire thing. I mean, I might start the series, start the movie with the scene where Jesse recruits or where Walt recru- recruits Jesse. Right. Start it there, and then build it out from there. And you could still do all the stuff with Gus. You could still do, you know, everything else. But but without that relationship, it it seems a little empty.
0: I will say that go and put my praise hat back on. I thought the way they did structure it, where they almost made. Jesse reluctantly pulling the gun and shooting Gale mirror him pulling the gun on Walt and refusing to shoot him. And yep. I like, you know, of course, this is me being a massive Breaking Bad fan filling in the the the, the beats here. But it felt to me mm. like a very mirror image, like yes, he it acted was. out of love for Walt and he didn't act out of residual love and respect for Walt. And I felt <laughs> like that, like I never saw those sequences that way, but they're. You know him shooting Gale in the face is the midpoint of the series, uh, and it resol- it revolves in the way that, like you know the way they they shot that is 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 very very similar too. And you know, um, Aria from uh, God damn, I can't remember the side. I know you will, Shane. Um, Breaking Bad minutia or Breaking Bad observations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. he, he Aria was, Matadi. There, yeah, yeah. He, he worked
1: for Syriable.
0: That's right, serial is on Um yep. and, and he he was very good at spotting those um the, those those um you know reuse shots, blocking and stuff. And I, I just yep. like I thought it was a lot easier to see things like that. And I almost think that like that that was something that that Vince intended, and I totally missed. And then I I got it when I saw this movie. But mm. I I agree, Jesse being gone is bizarre, and the yeah. mount ma- like like. I think one of the biggest flaws is honestly it felt like it was going somewhere when they opened with Walt and uh, Skyler young buying the house um, but they didn't I, I just felt like that seemed like a, so much wasted time in the pillow talk scene yeah. those yeah. things seemed like I when I was in the back half of the thing and Jesse was nobody fine I'm like god there's 10 minutes that you could desperately needed it to give to to Jesse and, and really sell this, like, t- demented father-son relationship. Um, yeah. Well, what
1: what if you started with Walt in the classroom, right? He gives the transformation yep. speech. Then you cut to cancer diagnosis. Yep. And then you cut to what Eric was talking about with Jesse and Walt kicking it off, Yep. right? You can yeah. do that very tight set of sequences.
0: And you don't need the flashback, no. you know. No, the flashback sequence, was useless but... the way. And also... Gretchen Elliot, get the fuck out of this project. We don't exactly. have to. As awesome as that extended scene of him threatening with the 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 hidden assassins, which plays a lot more ominously yeah. in the movie than it does in the show.
2: It does, yeah, because they they leave out the whole thing that the assassins are just dude with laser pointers Yeah, it's just
0: it's Skinny Pete yeah. and Badger. But like, get them <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. of There's another five minutes you reclaim that has. I I don't I honestly can't figure out why they included the Gretchen and Elliot stuff. Uh, I, I maybe well, it's because their favorite moment is the laser pointer scene.
2: I, well, I, I think it's a, they're doing this family arc thing, and that was how Walt made it right for his family. And Dang. I think that's probably why they left it in. But the issue with that, because it does resolve that, it resolves how, you know, yes, we could feel bad for Skyler and Walt Jr., but in three months they're going to get eighteen million dollars or whatever it is, uh-huh. right? Um. So it resolves that, but the problem is, you're right. This is more fat on the bone because now we have to go back and show all the intro stuff with those two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the pool party and everything at the yeah. beginning, in order to have that make sense. So that's more mm-hmm. fat on the bone.
0: Yeah, and I, I just don't because, because, and and even as good as 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 big a part of here's just the other thing. I don't know if you're trying to adapt Breaking Bad in the movie. A successful adaptation understands real change has to happen to make it work. And I felt like that the filmmakers really refused to actually change any beats. Like they wanted them all there and, and mostly the right sequence, but there was a lot of missed opportunities to, um, like, like again, it was awesome to see Gus there and the whole Gale situation, but it was really a distraction from the story they were wanting to tell, and I felt like right. they could have cut it around where Walt was just this amateur chemist that ate, was, it was grew this operation from a street-level operation to this big super lab operation and leave Gus and all that and Mike and all that stuff out of it and yeah. just show... Like like his rise and fall and his betrayal of Jesse and then his involvement of, 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 of the Hank getting brought into the end of it, um, but they just like refuse to like make big big structural big structural changes and 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 change the cause and effect of things. Um, I don't know. Hey, can can, can I jump in here real Please. quick?
1: I just wanna. I'm gonna roll through a laundry list of what I think to me, of what the big things that are missing from this, right? Okay. So there's no Combo and Skinny Pete. There's no Jane. There's no Salamancas, Tuco, Hector, nobody, right? Mm-hmm. There's no Cartel. There's no fly, Flight 515. There's no Fly, no Four Days Out, no One Minute, no Face Off. There's no Lydia. There's no Todd. There's no Uncle Jack until very late, and they aren't even really there. Mm-hmm. There's no Granite State basically everything that they could possibly cut out secondary wise, I think is smart in the sense that they're trying to lock down and focus on Walt. But how Walt interacts with Saul, Mike, Jesse, all these characters is what makes Walt. And so right, y- you know, That's what the, said, the that- other the other sort of big though hole, big, uh-huh. huge gaping hole in this movie, there's not a single fucking ounce of humor. Yeah. And breaking bad mm. could be really fucking funny. Yeah. It yeah. was a really funny show. And so you don't get any Jesse spilling out of a port-a-john, right? Right. Or any of the goofy <laughs> combo skinny Pete Jesse conversations. You don't even get the 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 kicking fight in the bathroom between Walt and Jesse. You know, all those sort of infantile child fights that they had. Mm-hmm. No, There's no humor. And man, this movie ached for a little yeah. of that Breaking Bad <laughs> dark humor.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. I, I completely agree with that. That is a great point. You know, Vince is Vince is a big... He loves funny stuff, you know? I, I, I One of my favorite uh, cameos of all time is him on Community as the VCR... Uh, video <laughs> yep. vcr board game cowboy yeah yeah <laughs> it's just great stuff that's a huge part of this series you're right is the comedic elements and I, that's like really really uh probably the thing that i didn't realize was missing when i watched this because it is dark but dude. you know it's what super dark.
0: it's not the problem with that the breaking bad humor is there's so much setup to it yeah, and it's like you know my favorite author Patrick O'Brien will spend fifty pages to set up a dick joke that comes flying out of nowhere in his 18th century sailing book, or, or you know, this 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 age of sail thing. And I think Vince Gilligan yeah. does the same thing, like two or three episodes worth of setup to you know have like a bathtub full of human goo fall through a floor. And that's like very darkly comic or, you know, like yeah, like, you know, Badger given uh, Jesse the helicopter bitch treatment or, you know, like if you just showed that as a scene, it would be almost slapstick. The The thing that was funny was Jesse had flipped and it turned into the Walted situation and Badger was the Jesse and they spent an episode or two building up that dynamic where Jesse's like well fuck it I'm going to be Walt and this guy will be Jesse and suddenly all the things that you know he used to do to drive Walt crazy were the things Badger was doing the, the and Badger was acting out and is like how do you do that when you got 2 hours to work with total yeah. no I,
1: I I get it. I mean, I'm just saying that to me was a huge part of Breaking Bad and that's not here, right? And that's right. why Saul is reduced to maybe like 45 seconds total.
0: Right. And I argue right? he probably shouldn't even been even that involved.
1: Fair enough. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how much you really need it, but that, you know, the 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 humor hole was significant for me. The other thing that is desperately missing from this movie is one of the most cinematic aspects of Breaking Bad, the cinematography mm-hmm. is just not present. Yeah. I mean, some of the most beautiful POVs, the landscapes, all of that, it ended up feeling a much more claustrophobic version of the show, and you yeah. never got the sense of place and the expanse.
0: The big skies, and the, yeah.
1: Yeah, the cleverness of all the things that Michael Slovis brought to this show, yeah, I, I really feel like they cut that heart out too. And me being a designer, my trade, my stock in trade, I will watch shows that absolutely suck, even if the cinematography is great.
2: <laughs> and I
1: mean, it, it can be everything to me when I watch a show. And this show, it sucked me in in the beginning because of its cinematography. And that it isn't present here makes me actually question these guys as directors. I mean, they should know this. <laughs> no, and I, yeah, uh, I, I'm surprised. Zero that,
0: GoPros. I was surprised yeah. that they, yes, all of the stunt, none of the stunt, and like, I was sure that they were going to use at least the transitions, you know, the sped-up time gorgeous vistas of New Mexico or Albuquerque right. in particular. Like, those would have been, those are tailor-made to, like, transition from season to season and from scene to scene and from theme to theme, and you just you just you just hard cut everything together like I, that felt like a, a a way they could have easily got some of that stuff without adding more than 30, 40 seconds to the runtime and I was just right. incredulous that they didn't do any of that stuff and to more to your point about these guys being directors I was just kind of shocked that I mean I I don't know how much time they spent on this stuff two but years I was amazed that they decided to release it in this state because it just, it felt like a, it felt like an unfinished work. It felt like a little bit more restructuring, a little more refactoring, a little bit more willing to fudge the rules of the breaking bad universe. And they would have had something special, which unless you guys want to talk about some more misses, I want to transition this into the conversation <laughs> of how you can do something like this. Right. Okay. Um, can I, can I, I just
2: I, throw I, in a couple more? Yes, misses? please, please. Yeah, go but, ahead. Biggest thing that I didn't like is that if you're going to have Gus ring and I know why they didn't do it because they didn't have Tuco, and they didn't have that whole storyline. Yeah. So they could if they showed the old guy in the old folks home, it would be weird. (laughs) But to not have the explosion at the old folks home and not have that scene where Gus walks out and his face falls off like that's. Is a huge moment in Breaking Bad, and the way that they covered it up actually made that seem a lot weirder. It, it was—it's like,
0: what is what is Gus doing in a nursing home that he would get exploded? I, <laughs> like that's so. <laughs> what's
2: <laughs> this drug lord yeah. doing visiting
0: this old folks' home?
2: Well, not to mention the way that they reveal it in lieu of having that explosion scene is that they show a very odd scene. that didn't play odd at the time when I watched it is Hank and, like, all of his friends and family sitting around the TV watching, watching the it. news yeah. report. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, why the hell would they be doing that? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. were they having, like, a barbecue, and then they're like, oh, let's watch the news right. together? I mean, I, it was a really, really weird reveal. So that was the biggest miss for me. I mean, aside from the Jesse stuff. I was like, if you're going to have Gus in here, you got to have Gus blowing up.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Mm. I It's a totally great...
0: Just... You know, it,
1: it's interesting the the Vandy Fair article talks about their their effort, you know, when they were doing this and they kind of made it like a gentleman's challenge between each other. And they edited the first season in a week and they were like, hell, yeah, we're going to knock this thing out. And then they spent <laughs> two years, two yeah. years, dude, trying to make this into an intelligible movie. And they said they ultimately cut 12 different versions of this movie. And with this much material, you really could cut it so many different ways. Oh, yeah. But l- let's let's segue into what we think are successful versions
0: of this. Because
1: I know we all have versions in our head. <laughs> well, I, I got
0: multiple pitches, and I want to start off with one that seems like the most obvious one. Okay, go. Scrap the single movie make it a uh pentology it's it's a it's yeah. a it's a it's it's a movie with four with four sequels you have five breaking bad movies roughly yes. corresponding to these and i think you could actually make a really yes. fucking compelling movie series out of that i think that would actually be really successful you would still get rid of a lot of stuff. It'd be get rid of the stuff that I kind of drives me nuts in the first place. Like, for example, keep Jane, get rid of her father, get rid of the plane crash. <laughs> um, but but I you think you always hated the plane, dude, crash. <laughs> I, I still think it still sticks in my mind and my craw as the biggest misstep in, in Breaking Bad history. But um, what what do you guys I, I mean, I that just seems like a no brainer like that. That would be such an easier project. It's still challenging because then you're tempted to like put like and, and and I don't want like any of these Peter Jackson three and a half hour movie extended releases <laughs> like each movie like but season one seems like it's especially easy to cut down to a two hour movie. And you know, season two would be a little bit more challenging, but make it focused more like dis, you know dispense with Tuco and, and make it more about uh, Gus, get rid of the transition street level kind of stuff that him and Jesse was trying to trying to run get rid of peekaboo as painful as that is, but you know, just kind of tell the bare bones story of them meeting up with Gus and, and it's kind of, it's kind of like a transition thing. Tell the story of Jesse and Jane. I don't want to go through all of the five seasons, but I feel like a a five, five movie set would be much more successful. Uh, What's what's that's one of my concepts. What do you think Shane? Mm -hmm. What's what's your next, or you guys can talk about that, whatever.
1: No, no, that's exactly one of mine, which is, You know, condensing 13 hours to an hour and a half Mm -hmm. is enormously challenging in its own right. But most people that followed the sort of Vince Gilligan, Matthew Weiner, that kind of era of golden age of TV and followed it into the peak TV world, you know, this is looking at Sopranos and The Wire and all these shows they really did one season arcs, right? And you mm-hmm. might have to cut Breaking Bad with a couple of episodes from two into one. Yep. But absolutely, this could be a stunning series of movies, right? And you could lose some secondary characters, but you won't lose Saul. You won't lose Mike. You won't lose those critical nuances right. that you need. And uh, yes, I think you could home run that all day long. You got any thoughts <laughs> about that, Eric?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think I might want to see it as a trilogy.
2: Um, Trilogy would be a good challenge. I think that's 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 like expert mode. Yeah, I think putting it down to six hours, I think you could actually do that because I think that like uh, you know, episode one would be them you know getting up and running, Mm -hmm. um, and then really flesh out that relationship between Walt and Jesse and set that up. And then season two or episode two would basically be the Gus Fring arc, the super lab. Yep, sure. Yep, mm-hmm. and then and then episode three it's would the be the white supremacist arc, basically. Um, biker sure. Gang arc. Yeah.
1: A- absolutely. I mean, you're really you're going from if you take seasons one and two, right, and mm-hmm. you're saying that's the ascendance of Heisenberg. Yeah, and then the second movie is the challenge, right? With Gus, mm-hmm. and the third movie is the capture, right? I mean, it's more or yeah. less what they did with the Escobar series, except they did that in two parts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. He said
2: yeah. his ascendance and then his capture. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Go ahead. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I like to go a little bit more out of the box. So I'd like I'd like to hear some other uh ideas before i jump in with mine okay uh you have a you have a pitch shane because i got another i got i got
0: sure. like four of them
1: yeah mine was cut all the fat and just do the gus fring arc yeah
0: yeah yep. i mean you
1: could make an insanely good movie with just the Gus Fring arc alone, if you need to, you can pull from season one and two like as a
0: like yeah. a flashback. Walt then... Walt or, or or Walt gets cancer, right? And yeah. his, but but then he somehow gets a connection to Gus right away. You skip all the Tuco, skip all the street level crap, and you get the yeah. straightforward offer cook for me three months for however many million of dollars and then Walt's paranoia and and I, the end of the movie is Walt saying I won, right? Yes, that's right. You get
1: Ding Boom, you get I won, and you don't have to see him fall apart. You get to see basically see Mr. Chips battle Scarface. Yeah. And that's that's what it is, is Mr. Chips versus Scarface. Not a transformation movie, just a movie about a guy who thought he was going to die and uh, decided to cook meth and he goes up against one of the biggest meth dealers and wins and you end it right there. That's, that's a killer way to make a breaking bad movie.
0: And, and yeah. so you cut the cartel out, right? Yeah. You, you keep, you keep, cause the way I see it is Gale is like the midpoint Gale getting blasted is where things yes. turn. And and that's like, that's like the client. Mm-hmm. That's like the, the, the crisis in the middle of the movie that everything spirals into the, what launches, I guess the third act. Um, what else do you get to lose? I mean, do you keep? <laughs> I feel like you get rid of the cousins, you get rid of Hank. Uh, you get the you get the Jesse
2: is well, being Hank, used as a Hank pawn. Hank is actually a, a fairly important part of that story because, uh, he like finds the laundry and everything. Yeah, but that's only that's that's.
0: Ooh, I guess you're right. But, the, yeah. but ultimately, I mean, he gets, and, and there's a Ultimately, ultimately us, nothing comes. He goes to though. the police
2: station, you yeah. know, and he and he yeah. sees Walt's, uh, yeah. donation jug. At the police station. So I feel like Hank would have to be in there. But a
0: that's the bit. thing, like, because I'm, I guess I'm advocating. But he's not a major character. Yeah, yeah. I'm advocating yeah. for breaking the rules of Breaking Bad and make it to where, you know, Gus just knows about Walt's cancer from the jump. Like, you'd just get that implication. It wouldn't be that he discovers huh. it via this other means. Right. Yeah. Um. So you just, like, you just have to, I know it's a brutal cut, but you got, I feel like you got to get rid of it as, you know, as, as good as the cousins are and as good as, you know, uh this the 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 standoff and as good as uh hank's recovery is i just don't think there's room for it in yeah you don't need it this is an action movie absolutely
1: (laughs) this is this is uh you know high school teacher versus meth god and Mm -hmm. you know you get to bring in the baddest ass character in all of breaking bad mike herman trout he gets center stage to be with the bad guy and uh and you can bring Saul into this story very effectively. Jesse could be an interesting character and mm-hmm. have plenty of prominence to this story. And it discovered his innocence kind of lost, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, to me, that is the killer. Boil it down to the greatest thing you've ever seen
0: and
2: and i just think the cool thing about that is that you can with the footage and with the stories that have been told in better call saul you can actually do more backstory stuff with gus as well sure
1: absolutely and and i I just
0: think that ending with the i1 phone call with with maybe a reaction shot from skylar where she's horrified that's such a godfather chapter one move yes where (laughs) she's just realizing you know what her family's safety means and how it's bought and what part she plays in it. And it's just got that like Gothic field that I, I think would just be fucking rad.
2: <laughs> Still have to have that weird scene in there though, where the whole family's watching the news. report. <laughs> <laughs> um, Everybody okay. gather around. There's breaking news.
0: Okay. Here's my other Hold pitch. Do you, I mean, if you want to try one of your weirdo pitches, you can Eric, but I got another more conventional well, pitch.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, one of my pitches, one of my pitch ideas is that you cut out most of the breaking bad stuff. So you cut (laughs) out most of the meth. Okay. And you turn this into a story about Skylar slowly realizing that her husband is a meth kingpin. Yeah, I love this idea. And so you actually take out almost all of Breaking Bad. <laughs> So it's like the shining.
0: She she yeah. she uh is Shelley exactly. Duvall and Walt is Jack Nicholson.
2: Oh my god. It's perfect, dude. Like and, yeah. It's and almost a horror can, film. Yeah. 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 It's 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 absolutely a horror film. And like and so that knife fight could be like a huge climax for the movie. Um I don't know. And and I'm sure you could use enough footage to have like to to make it look like <laughs> Walt came back and maybe shining to his family but right uh, oh but yeah, yeah it could be it, i i feel like that could be a really interesting dynamic because then you don't have all the baggage of oh we got to put Gus in there we got to put Saul in there we got to put Jesse in there we got to put all these people in there like if it's small things if it's if it's a story about Skyler realizing her husband is a monster i think that that's kind of a kind of an interesting story mm-hmm. the plastic surgery uh Throughout, uh, we might throw that off from a continuity standpoint. Just saying, like the Botox got a little strong toward the end of the series, which I understand is a thing that has to happen in Hollywood because of you know the the misogyny of Hollywood. But I'm uh-huh. just saying, it, it it might throw off the continuity a little bit.
0: Way to reinforce yeah. it by calling it out there, Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah. That's that's I I that's a strike. It almost turns into like uh, like I said, a shining horror film. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, do you have another one, Shane? Because I've got one more idea.
1: Well, I, I, my other kind of silly and very much in the same vein, and I don't know if there's enough material there, though it's just Jesse, Skinny Pete, Badger moments. Yeah. And I yeah. don't know how you thread that together for a kind of like meth version of Cheech and Chong.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: But... I would love that. I just don't know that there's enough there.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can almost like cut it into like a Pineapple <laughs> Express farce, right? Exactly. Like there's all these exactly. big events going on in the background, but they're just dimly aware of. It. And you'd have to cut. You know, obviously, you couldn't. <laughs> you'd have to end it well before the neo Nazis show up and make him into their right. meth slave. But right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so my other pitch is. Strip this down and make it about the 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 brothers in- law, Walt and Hank. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. to the extent that I was even thinking like like get rid of Gus, make it seem like the Walt is the super lab is all him., uh, and bring all of Hank's pathos. And I was thinking the, the, the way you could do that is have Hank be prematurely on Walt's trail with unknowingly by making that, you know, wanting to investigate the the laundry have walt wreck into traffic and then kick off hank's recovery arc as mm. if that yeah as if he wasn't shot up and and yeah. it, it, it was all because of his brother which because because i had this idea when you know they, they were having this climactic scene and like you know hank screaming in his face you drove us into traffic to keep me at like, like that's such a betrayal. And I'm like, man, if you actually stretch that out and make his whole recovery because his brother-in-law drove him into traffic, they throw him off of his trail. Like that's a pretty interesting and and go go into the webisode where like, yeah, like, yeah. like 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 bring in as a flashback or maybe start the movie with that relationship where you, you show that they're <laughs> buddies. I don't know if you've seen this in Eric, yeah. but there's this webisode where oh I've seen the webisode where 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 they're, where they're hilarious. Walt's walking of... him through a confession yeah. that he had with the a woman who was more than she seemed in in Tijuana or whatever, Juarez, and, you know, he's having cold feet getting married. But, like, really sell that relationship. Get rid of all the stuff where, like, Hank was belittling Walt and, like, you know, maybe even keep the pillow talk scene where it seems like he's very, like, he really cares about his brother Um, and have it, like, you know, and and also have the Hank is the unwitting genesis of his criminal career because he gives him the idea to cook meth. Keep all that stuff. Um, yeah. But then just get just 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 make it tightly about the the investigation the French connection aspect of this where you've got the mm. investigator dueling with the uh, the criminal and I think that would be a really sweet way to keep a lot of the good Hank stuff and a lot of the good Walt stuff and even a lot so of neat. the good because you'd also have Jesse would be caught in this proxy war because several times Hank had him uh-huh. in the box sweating him right. Yeah, not knowing that he was, you know, the the and, and like even Gale, you could keep Gale but get rid of Gus and have him be the other proxy and then he Hank just keeps working his way, thinks he's got Heisenberg, thinks he's got Heisenberg and then when he finally gets it, it's this horror and shock and um I think that was So be, how does it end? Uh well, well it's got to, end it to Hodgley. There's right? the, the so I thought about it this. It doesn't actually. The good guy win is Hank slaps him in bracelets, ah. and that's that. You roll credits, the bad ending, and I'm not sure how you work the neo Nazis in, but the bad ending is the neo Nazis come and do it, and then you know that that's and then and, and I don't. That's what I'm saying like I don't. My idea was just to just break the Breaking Bad chronology and just have it in with with Hank triumphant.
2: You might well, be able to actions. actually.
0: You could end it on the toilet.
1: You could end it yeah. at confessions. You could end it at Tahajali. like you said, uh, pre um, pre uh, Todd and Uncle Jack showing right. up. There's like four or five different ways you could end that movie, and they would each kind of bring a slightly different tone to it. Because one could be Walt v Hank and Walt wins. Yep. Then you have Walt v Hank, Hank wins.
2: Yep. Yeah, and if you end it on the toilet, Walt v Hank question mark. Right. Threat. Right. Which could be, that could be right. like, yeah, that yes. could be really interesting. You could, I mean, you could also, like I said, do it from the family perspective, maybe do it from Hank's perspective, mm-hmm. where it's a mystery of who is Heisenberg. And then, and then that, that toilet scene could totally be the climax where he, yeah. he discovers who Heisenberg actually is.
0: Yeah. I just realized um, that from all the stuff they left on the cutting room floor is how easy it would yeah. be to sell, this whole story as Walt is the criminal mastermind from the jump cuz he got all those badass stay out of my territory right. and like all this like this bra- bravado and say my name where it seems like he's the big player even though part of the, all those scenes are the audience's understanding that Walt is still in over his head if you just yeah. remove that awareness he seems much more titanic in his stature yeah uh that he never okay. really achieves until the 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 height of season 5a right so yes, but hey, anyway, I thought that would be fun. Yeah, Shane, you
1: got yeah, another I, one? Do you guys remember when Twin Peaks came out initially, and there was, they were showing a, the seven episode first season in the United States, but in Europe there was a two hour version of that story that played in movie theaters, and then many years later, uh, that they, they when they released the box set, they released the movie. And uh, that showed in Europe. and then they released the seven episodes. And it, that's a, a fascinating experiment where you could tell that David Lynch had conceived the movie version of the seven episodes and then the TV show version and how it would continue. It's, uh, that's a really that's one of the more positive versions of this, but it's the same storyteller just thinking of alternate ways to tell it. I'd love to hear what Vince thinks yeah. Breaking Bad the movie should be.
2: Totally, I'm yeah, al- or Peter
0: Gould. I'm almost yeah, positive absolutely. that Breaking Bad will be turned into a movie in my lifetime.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what yeah, kind of project the
0: I don't know what kind of project it would be. Like it would be like now that I've heard Eric's pitch, or no, not Eric's pitch. Your pitch, Shane. Like I kind of want to see a Pineapple Express version of Breaking Bad, <laughs> like, like the way that like they've done Starsky and Hutch, and now they're doing Chips. Like take something that's you know oh, yeah. serious and, and and give it a the goofy take of it, or a Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street, because yeah. because I think you know, that would be the least offensive way to do it because you're not even trying to respect their artists. You're just like, you're just making something your own kind of thing. But like, yeah. I, I, I feel like I, there's a couple things like I'm more mortally certain that they'll reboot Harry Potter in my lifetime with all new kid actors for another kid generation. Yeah. I'm mortally certain that they'll make, they'll have a star Wars out every year until I fucking die. And I'm pretty <laughs> damn sure that they'll adapt breaking bad into a, a movie series. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they're doing the Matrix again, so yeah, yeah. Did
1: you yeah. guys ever see the Israeli version of Breaking Bad?
0: <laughs> no, I've no, seen so, I've seen a lot. I haven't seen it all, but I've seen a lot of Metastasis though. Uh,
1: I so I saw all of Metastasis, and uh, but what was this Israeli version of Breaking Bad? I, I may be applying the wrong. Uh, the wrong ethnicity to this, but I'm pretty sure it was from there. you start a war basically... on this podcast, Shane? Is that what yeah, you're doing? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was a Palestinian version. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was... Uh, they took the sort of core, boiled-down Heisenberg arc and put it in a three-episode uh, series, part of a series. So there was 15 episodes of this show, but there was a little three-episode um guy breaking bad selling meth you know kind of story and got caught and it was a interesting mainly from the the concept of distillation Mm. and it was the only place where i had seen where somebody really took an attempt to create a heisenberg arc within a series of a given season of a show that was kind of interesting too
2: Mm. interesting yeah. So one thing, one thing that I want to throw out there is, um, and Shane, you kind of uh, hinted at this. I would love to also see a Mike Irman Trout, or Ehrmantraub, or the Man Trout, whatever you want to call him, because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he is the most compelling. Like that was one of the things that I really was sad that they left out is that scene where he goes into the warehouse and just murders everybody. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's like an amazing scene. And, uh, you know, it, I don't know if there's enough there for a whole story. There probably is now with Better Call Saul. But I do want to bring that up. I kind of missed it when we talked about the things that, uh, that were left out but or that didn't work. But that scene with Saul uh, at Saul's, you know, um, strip mall law firm where Mike is sitting out in the lobby and Walt is trying to convince him to go into business with Mike and the way that Saul addresses Mike in that scene makes me feel like Saul and Mike don't really know each other, mm-hmm. which is like the total not. It's totally not true, right? Um, and it kind of made Better Call Saul fall apart for me a little bit, um, and it kind of changed my view of Better Call Saul a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it made it made Better Call Saul seem more like a prequel adjacent to yeah. as as opposed mm-hmm. to a direct prequel to Breaking Bad. So I wanted to. Just get your thoughts on that really quickly.
0: I did like the I did like the scene in the bar that they captured a movie where there's a Better Call Saul commercial and Jonathan Banks did the salute to it.
2: Yeah. I thought that was pretty uh, yeah. cool.
0: Um I don't know what to say about that
2: because <laughs> uh, i'm not yeah. sure
0: i go so so what what scene are you talking about that
2: there's the, the... a scene where he goes like he's gonna he said he would break my legs and then walt says well he says he, he said he would kill me and now he's working with me and it's just like the way that saul you know the way that that scene was directed. oh that
0: he doesn't know the real mike
2: Exactly. Yeah, there, it's it's a way that like either they had a huge falling out at the end of Better Call Saul, which they very well could, liked, right? Or, what is more probable is that the person who directed that episode didn't know that there was going to be an entire prequel series called Better Call Saul, and that maybe Saul should act a little bit like he has a more intimate relationship with with Mike. Um, the, so
0: I,
1: so I have a I have a way to address this. I did uh, too. I mean,
2: yeah, Dake.
1: I will never, and I don't think anybody should ever underestimate Vince Gilligan and team
2: and their ability
1: to reverse engineer anything. True. (laughs) They will make it, by the end of this thing, fit together like just smooth butter. I'm telling you, it will go together like it's always been together. And it won't feel stilted at all. But I know exactly what you're talking about. And what if Mike and Gus, Mike and uh, Saul are trying to play these guys.
2: Oh. You know? Could be uh, a little R2-D2 Chewbacca situation.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but I think... I also
0: a little... think that the, the the possibility there is that Saul doesn't really understand Mike's full capabilities. Saul thinks Mike is this guy who can go in and steal a bag of money or this guy who can put in mm-hmm. a bug to right. catch a, a, a man cheating on his wife or a guy... He doesn't understand the wet works capability of this guy. Like even yeah. that in Better Call Saul is pretty is pretty siloed up, right? Like Saul. Uh, yes. Saul's not a part of any of that stuff. So it he might see it as genuinely shocking that this guy's coming with his dead mackerel eyes and threatening to break his legs like I didn't. <laughs> you know, well, you're my bat, You're my black
2: bag guy. What the hell are you yeah. talking
0: about breaking my legs for? Yeah,
2: I mean I, and and Shane, you're totally right. That's one of my biggest pet peeves about Better Cast Saul is the amount of shade that that Jim and Aaron throw at Vince Gilligan. They're like, I don't know how he's gonna figure this out. I'm like, I wouldn't worry about it, guys. He's <laughs> gonna figure it out. It's hey, Vince man. Gilligan. Hey, what he's gotta track right. What now. else
0: we supposed to do week to week but, but to, to <laughs> express art our just, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do
1: how how these two French guys I do love how they ended this movie. The very last frame was: "If you expect us, if you expect to watch Better Call Saul the movie, don't count on us."
0: <laughs>
1: you know, there's they they learned their lesson in this project, yeah. and you know, I don't know if you guys read the article that um, Alan Sepinwall wrote this week about this movie. Did you, either of you read this? I haven't. Nope. No, uh-uh. So he basically makes a lot of the same points that we make. You know, which is. A TV show is a TV show. It has episodes. It is a serialized thing, right? And it is one way of storytelling. A movie is an entirely different thing. And he's been, he, like a lot of critics, have been dogging all the showrunners who go, like the Game of Thrones guys go, yeah, we're making a 62-hour movie. Well, no, you're not. You're making a serialized tv show Mm -hmm. and you can say all you want that we're making a more cinematic tv show and that we're trying to make it more like a movie but that's total horseshit it is still delivered episodically serialized and the way you tell a story in that universe is very different than the two-hour movie method yeah so this 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 is a great fun discussion exercise, uh, and I think, frankly, all of our ideas are superior to <laughs> what was a, what was attempted here. Because the minute you narrow the scope, you exponentially increase the likelihood of success. Yep,
0: and which, that's what they really
1: needed to do. Here. But I
0: just feel like they they wanted to try to get all as many beats as they could, which is you know, like you said, it's a fool's errand. So you know right. and and i do think even going for what they were trying to go like i'm tempted to take their cut and take that as a starting point take about 15 minutes out of it put another about 30 back into it and go with a slightly i i feel like i could i mean this is like the height of hubris but i feel like i yeah. could do a better job like <laughs> I, I don't know, but cuz i i think their their bones are not bad they uh-huh. just needed to take some of the like stuff that they really like, like you know whatever m- madness led them to, uh, you know keep the Gretchen and Elliot stuff, like get get rid of that and 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 keep cutting the extraneous stuff out and and let some of the good stuff they have br- breathe. Or like I said, it'd be I don't have the time to do it, but it'd be very interesting to do like the Hank version or the just the like I'm the one I really want to do is uh, the Gus the Gus yes. story. Yeah. Because I do, I think you're right. You can make a tight two hour film
2: out of that that would be gripping from start to finish. I think that, I think it's a testament to Vince and the team, though. Yes. That you have the confidence that you can do that. I think that you're, you're dealing with such amazing parts here that, you know, the scenes themselves are so good. The acting is so good. The writing is so good. The thread is so tight yeah. on this show that that this show even has the opportunity for this to happen. Like, Nobody's going to be doing this with The Walking Dead, hopefully. No. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not trying to crap on The Walking Dead, but I'm just saying... Fun, sure. fun the Fact team and Breaking Bad are fun. are uh, are they, they 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 got it going on and they are the ones who have actually catalyzed the possibility of even doing this. Uh Fun Fact 3 years ago, Jim and I had this idea called Pop Culture College where we were going uh-huh.
0: to make 10 to 15 minute synopses of 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 big television shows for people yeah. that like, hey, you want to get on in season five of Breaking Bad? Yes, of course. This is sacrilege, and this is this is uh, hearsay or hearsay. But yeah. here is uh, you can watch the first you can watch the first season in 10 minutes, and the second season in 15. And we actually started in Walking Dead because we thought it'd be the easiest. And I think we came up with really solid 15-minute cuts of the first, second, and third season of Walking Dead. Uh, were they
2: actual a video or was yeah it just... we
0: did video oh. and we we had na- like a fast we had na- we, we filled in gaps in narration yeah and so uh-huh. like it is it was a fat it was fast paced narration and very fast cuts and also we had we threw some humor in there too some but like tried to capture some bald move humor but i think yeah. that like if you watched those if you watched those 45 minutes that you could have gone into season four of walking dead and not missed a beat obviously yeah,
2: I... harder to do well, with breaking bad and all that stuff but
0: well, that's um, a synopsis though. This is yeah. this
2: is a movie that somebody that somebody intends somebody to sit down and yeah. watch and be compelled by. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's not a synopsis. It's it's a it's an attempt at something cinematic. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if
1: you've noticed this, but what you're describing, a lot of reality shows are starting to do exactly what you just described. And what they do is the the day before the show comes on, they have like a, a half hour, an hour, however many seasons they need to catch you up on and uh, it's just how did we get to here yeah. right a lot of shows are doing this and uh you know i think that's a great way to kind of get somebody back in but to eric's point this is a totally different exercise yeah yeah yep. i have i have a question for you guys uh mm-hmm. go for it so let's assume there are two foolish German directors <laughs> that are listening to this podcast, what show would you recommend to young, foolish German directors? Take attempt an attempt at doing something like this on.
2: Well, I think that the my personal favorite season of television, I've already said Breaking Bad is my favorite show ever made. Yes. But season one of True Detective turned into a two-hour movie, could be really interesting. Oh, yeah, that's a good. Uh, God damn it, that's a good one. Because wow. I that is the show that I go back and watch every year. I watch the first season of True Detective. Well, you know, it hasn't been out for so many years, but right. I, I I make a, a a cadence pilgrimage to that series and rewatch the whole thing because it's so well done. And I think that the thing that's really great with that is that Cary Fukunaga uh, directed all of them, mm-hmm. so yeah, yes. they have the same director. Yep throughout yep so i think that that's uh that 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 would be a really cool um exercise damn
0: that's a really good one um because i was like man i'm trying to think of what i would what i would move do you have an idea shane to give me a little 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 time to, to think here
1: well i i can tell you what's been going through my head uh one like the biggest fool's errand of all would be to try and figure out how to
2: tell lost and (laughs) you just cut you just stop at season three you ended at season three that's it that's the movie
1: well okay but still that would be a very long movie those were long seasons man um yeah you're right you know but i bet you there's actually a couple of decent movies within lost you know kind of the way we we are thinking about you know cherry picking um you know a chunk of the story and condensing that into a movie i think there's a couple of a couple of characters that you could isolate on in Lost and do something interesting with. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about was uh, Banshee. It's, some, it's something that... Uh,
0: Damn it, you or took... The Nick.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. You know, <laughs> something like those shows. Yeah. I bet you could cut The Nick into a fantastic two-hour movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's
0: a good one too. And i I was thinking, band. I was thinking like, oh, because I was, I was trying to think of the action sequences. that are already there, and which ones would make the best? Uh, uh, that's a good one. I kind of man. This is uh, I feel okay because this is something Jim and I have actually talked about a lot. Okay. I think I don't know about a a a, a an actual movie, but. Um, a series like like i i've i've wanted i've I've often wanted to go and recut the walking dead Uh uh-huh because i do think if you strip away all of the really excessive fat and some of the really bizarre like like all the beats are there they're just buried under layers and layers of bullshit and 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 delay and distraction and false peril and but if you like like i'm I, like for every 16 hour season i think there's like only three hours that are that are worth a damn in them and yeah. if you strung those together you could make a really compelling mini series
2: yeah that would, but how would do you resolve to- it
0: well, that's the th- that's that's the, the the problem. What they haven't yet, and I'm not. I'm starting to become convinced that they're not going to. Like this show is going to be canceled before they get around to to wrapping it up any kind of satisfying way. But, um, yeah, I I I, I don't know. It's not finished, right? Yeah. That's the problem.
2: It's also mm. really challenging because they've had so many different showrunners on that show. Yes, that it's the, it's got that disjointed feel to it.
0: Yeah, but I think you could smooth over uh, the the hardest transition is season one because it's it just feels
2: completely different from anything else but um yeah. i'm trying to think what else uh well i think i actually think that this is a little plug for another podcast on the bald move network but i think that halton catch fire i know aaron you don't watch this show oh, but I love um, that show i love it man i think it's one of the best shows on television oh yes today. and I feel like, you know, there's still one more season left, but it's only it's a nice, tidy four-season show. And I think that you could figure out a way to do like a Steve Jobs-esque uh, kind of version of it, focusing on a single character and then seeing how that character interacts with the other. Because that's the nice thing about Halt and Catch Fire is it's really four characters in the whole show. It's just scenes with them hanging out with each other. <laughs> it's so like these two characters. Would you pick characters. Joe
1: or would you pick Cameron?
2: i well my favorite is gordon but uh gordon gets really boring <laughs> yeah you, you <laughs> all like that. I, movie. I i mean joe is the obvious choice but i really think cameron could be really interesting the rise of mutiny and then seeing especially where she goes now in season four uh i think that that's because joe gets kind of boring in season three too i think cameron's probably the most exciting character so maybe, yeah. maybe Halton fire. Sorry to leave I, you out there, Aaron.
1: No, but I, I think you could – you know what would be really great is you get one of these German directors to cut Joe's movie and another yeah. one to cut Cameron's movie because yeah. there is enough across these seasons yes. to have insanely good Joe story with everybody else kind of being secondary and then another one that does Cameron – Oh man, that that's that show just came out on Netflix. I cannot watch to wait
2: to cannot watch wait to watch season three again. That was just so
1: fantastic.
2: Yeah, I can't wait for season four. And and yeah, Aaron, you need to watch the show. That's another <laughs> plug for it. I gotta have I gotta have one because Jim's Jim's always doing this to me, poo pooing the shit
0: that I love. Uh, I got I gotta have one show that he watches and says it's awesome, I gotta be like meh. Meh. It's it's the way it's 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 the way we maintain equality.
2: Keeps balancing the force. It
0: does. It does. It does. Uh so um I think that felt like a pretty good podcast. Let's uh Yeah. Um would you, gentlemen, like to give any plugs for stuff? I know you're recently retired. Uh you're coming out of re- you're coming out of your one week retirement to do another ball move podcast here, Eric. Oh. But <laughs> have you like to plug the stuff you're doing or
2: well, yeah, I mean, got I got a board really game. You're kickstarting I, soon or. Yeah, I, I am uh, kind of on hiatus right now from podcasting. I've been doing it for a long time and I don't do it for a living. So that means I can do things like take a hiatus. Um, but uh, there is, I guess I'll tease. There might be a, a, a final swan song Nolan run of direct. Ooh. And that's looking like more and more of a possibility of a Nolan run running up to Dunkirk. Um, oh, so that would be nice dropping in may i believe and um yeah so that that's there a, that's a definite possibility and then hopefully i can rope jim into uh doing uh mutiny community for season four of halt and catch fire because i think he's keen. gonna be watching it so i might as well would talk you guys about would you it. guys
0: want to do a joint uh bald move personal arrogance uh dunkirk
2: yeah yeah, I mean we were going to let you guys do the first I think we were planning it we'd let you guys do the first run and then we would release it like the week after. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. We can always fun. join it. Yeah. No, I I think um oh, that'd be good. Yeah, okay. Cuz maybe or we,
0: maybe we could uh, I don't want to overcover it, but uh <laughs> like we both have her take and we come over-cover to, it and come yeah, good. probably not and come do a synthesis <laughs> of it um absolutely yeah. right you can't overcover it yeah so um well, i'm
2: just gonna be a huge stinker
0: <laughs> no i'm excited yeah the the dunkirk looks looks amazing yeah and i so, have faith anyway. in nolan so
2: lots of babies right. for me
1: well I'll, I'll plug uh my podcast is coming back brian and i are uh bringing film schlubs back into business starting next week we're going to do a couple of uh Basically, a couple of episodes that wrap up, you know, what we've thought of some of the shows over the last, uh, you know, three, four months, like Taboo and right. This Is Us, you know, it's probably the one network show that he and I have both watched Uh but you know, talk a little bit about The Last Pope and all that stuff that's been out recently. Get our chops going again for the greatest uh, April ever to appear on TV mm-hmm. with uh, Better Call Saul, which we'll be covering in depth every week. And uh, also, the, of course, talking about leftovers in Fargo and all the other wonderful things that are coming on air. And I blog about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul every day at HeisenbergChronicles.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at hypergene_sb. That's me.
0: And we, I, I got to get you into more stuff. In fact, we got, we got something in the back burner. You and I. Yes, you're, you're part of do, something. I got, I, I got, I got a, I got a top secret project. I'm, I'm, I'm working on with a couple, a couple guys. You're, you're a big part of that. So, um, cool. Well, I'm glad you guys came yeah. on. Had a great time talking about. It. I think, um, you know, ultimately the movie's worth watching if you're a Breaking Bad fan. If nothing else, for nostalgia. For seeing some of the, you you definitely get not exactly the highlights, but a reasonable string of clips that will make you remember some of the the great moments of Breaking Bad and the great performances and, and and the story. Like I, um, I found myself surprisingly emotional at the scene where, uh, you know they're they're filming Holly's baby shower. And Walt yeah, saying yeah. these things about, you know, I'm so proud of you, and I I, I I want these great things for you, and, you know, knowing what he ultimately delivers. I thought that was surprisingly poignant, um, yeah. that, that all being delivered, that, that rapid fire. So there's a lot of good nuggets like that, a lot of head scratchers, too, but, you know, um, it's easy for me to, to sit and
2: criticize from America what they're doing in France. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to watch though i mean if you're a breaking bad fan it was so easy for me to watch this i was so yeah. shocked it flew by jim was
0: outraged uh i asked him his opinion he made it to fit he's like he made it to 15 minutes and he was so disgusted at how they had given the series a jessectomy that yeah. he shut he's like i, I this isn't <laughs> this isn't breaking bad and he shut it off so Out. i Those was are the
1: two predominant reactions what you guys are saying here, which is the nostalgia uh, reaction, and then there's the "go fuck yourself" reaction. <laughs> right. right, I mean, that's it. Those are the two things. I've read hundreds of comments across all the Breaking Bad fan groups, and you either get A or B. There's no in between.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the nature of the beast. Thanks, guys, for yep. for joining me. Yep. Had a lot you. of fun, and uh, we'll see you soon somewhere on the inner internet.